Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Man City Show is backed for the season by Ladbrooks. Welcome to the Man City Show. It's Michael Rothman back in the chair. And a happy blue year to everybody. And a happy blue year to my three guests. And a happy birthday, actually, first and foremost, before I even introduce my guests, happy 32nd birthday to the magician, Merlin himself, David Silver. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that was Stuart Brodkin. Hello. Hello. Welcome to the show. Thank you. David Silver, happy birthday. Absolutely. Be- best play you've ever seen in a city shirt? We've been here before. <sighs> nah. Yeah, we have. Colin Bell, him, possibly, I don't know. He's up there, isn't he? He's got to be in the top two. Top two. Stephen Allwise, top two, top three? Top, top one for me. Top I'm a little bit you. younger than the than everyone else <laughs> recording this, so for me he's the best consistently that I've seen. Yeah. And our third guest wishing David Silver a happy birthday today is the wonderful Andy Connell. Oh, thank you, Nigel. Uh, yeah, I'd agree. I think he is the best. There's no... I did, you know, for me, I was always... I was the right age to be giddy when uh, Kinky was playing. I always, I always yeah. thought mm. he would... But, you know, in, if you look at the bigger picture, and I think, as you said, consistency is, you know, week in, week out, he's doing this. And, def- no, absolutely, without question, the best. Good. All right. Well, listen, uh, we, uh, we, the Man City Show is back for the season by Ladbrooks. Uh, sign up and deposit £50, and Ladbrooks will put the same amount into your account, giving up to £50 worth of free bets. And you can find the link at bet.citypodcast.net. I always struggle to fit that in, but uh, we've managed it just. I think we just about got away with that. Uh, the unbeaten run continues. Um, 15 points is the gap. And I, I want to start, start with a slightly different angle, which is what do teams or what will teams have to do to beat City? Because nobody in the league or in the cup competitions, forget Europe for a second, because that was it was a dead robber. We don't care about that. What do teams need to do to beat City? They're sitting there in their dressing rooms. The coach is sitting there. What do they need to do? There's no need for that. Not the water over first. Make a noise. And then... Score more girls than we do. Very good. You're, you're always mean, hilarious on the show. I, I knew why I invited you onto this show, Stuart. But I think I think a lot of teams have tried different tactics. And, exactly. And Pep has actually alluded to that. He said, you know, they, they parked the bus, they've done, you know, they pressed high, they pressed low, they've done all sorts of things and it hasn't worked. I think the great thing about Pep, he's, he's very uh, tactically versatile. He'll, he'll change tactics mid, mid-game, two or three times maybe. So I can't see how any... We own the ball. It's difficult to beat a team that owns the ball. But, but I think you've made the point that yeah. we've had teams who park the bus yep. and we always find a way through. 
we've had situations where people have tried to play against us and we've put five or six past them. Uh, we've probably come on to the Crystal Palace game because that's probably one team that at least we didn't beat and yeah. to, to add on to the Everton one early on in the season when we, we had Walker sent off. But but what is it, Stephen? What 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 do teams need to do? Well, how how will they be discussing this? What 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 plans will they come up with to try and beat this amazing side we've got? Well, I think how Palace played is probably a blueprint for for other teams. If they just sit back with 10, 11 men behind the ball and park the bus, then you know they might keep us out for 60, 70 minutes. But it only takes one defensive mistake or one moment of brilliance from any of our attacking players, and we can break through. And if teams rush out and press us high, then we're better than any other team in the league and we'll pass around them and there'll be lots of space. It's kind of that middle ground where Palace defended deep and were very organised and resilient, but they had pace on the counter-attack with Zaha. They had the strength of Benteke, who, who gets a lot of criticism but can hold the ball up. And they weren't afraid to commit men forward when they had the chance. It wasn't just hoof to Benteke and see if he produces a 40-yard screamer. It, they had four or five players in attack. Um, and so it's almost that middle ground where teams are going to be mostly defensive and I, I think we all understand that but it's the ones who have the confidence to play against us when they have the ball that can cause us problems but you're going to have to do very well with whichever plan you go for Anything to add Andy on this? Oh, well, this kind of, so he's, he's good isn't he? He's, he's, good, he's good, good isn't he? There. That's, uh, yeah. but I, th- I think you know, to reinforce the point I think if you looked at the previous recent games the Newcastle game and the Palace game tell you what to do and everybody will have watched those two games what you don't do is stay in your own half you know with all your players you can't do that but Palace had pace that's the thing if you know staying keep it tight at the back and put that ball in that we can't defend that that diagonal ball or the one over the top of the one of the fullbacks we don't seem to still be able to defend that every time I see a diagonal ball go into the it's just why aren't they doing that why aren't they peppering the box especially with a a, a Benteke character Get it in the just hoof it in the box. I know it seems uh, not particularly um, you know incisive analysis, but I think sometimes you just got to. That's the way you're going to do it. Sure. I think it's fair to say we had an off day at Palace. We were no, nowhere near our best. Although we have won games when we've not been at our best, but I, I think that's probably our lowest point in terms of our actual form this season. Yeah, things were Palace. Yeah. But I, I think know, that's doing a, a little discredit though, because I, I thought they were very good. Yeah, they were good, but I don't think they were great. Um, yeah. But we weren't good enough and um, we still got out of it with a draw. So that says a lot for the team. I'm surprised somebody hasn't done the, the what Stoke used to do. You know, just really threaten the talented players. We haven't really seen that this season. I'm glad we haven't. When you say threaten, you mean kick them up in the air? Physically, yeah. But we have, we, well, we have. I mean, you look yeah, at we have, a yeah. few teams have tried we've that. Seen a few, not like we've seen in previous seasons, I don't think. It's not been, they've been afraid to commit. I think as much as, as that, but you'd, you'd have expected the Silvers and the De Bruyne's to. Oh, mind you, I haven't said that. He did get a kick in at, exactly. at Palace, but um, it's, it's been more kind of the odd tackle, though. You know, yeah, there, it's was, not there was one tackle on De Bruyne, one on Gundogan. Whereas I think it was Moyes and Everton. They used to almost man mark Silver yeah, or yeah, kick yeah. his rotate ankles the, every time he got the ball. The rotate fouls. exactly, yeah. and I think Rodwell did it brilliantly. Yeah, and we haven't seen that kind of bitty fouling mm. just to stop us playing. There's been the odd bad tackle. Yeah. So that's the one thing we have. So we've seen the parking the bus, which hasn't worked. We've seen the um, having a go, and that clearly doesn't work. And, and you've described Stephen very well this sort of this middle ground. The one we haven't seen is kind of the kick, the, sort of kicking us off the park. Any any other well, options people have got? Here? I think I think we're going to see Liverpool next weekend. Probably have more of a go at us mm. at home. Mm. You know, the yeah. crowd at Anfield won't be happy with them sitting back, and they're a very good football team when they click. 
you know, mm. Salah's brilliant. Mane's got that pace. Firmino works as hard as anyone. You know, they've got more than just one threat going forward. It, looking at our fixture list, they're the team who you think, hmm, you know, we, we might struggle to retain this unbeaten streak against them. Mm. I mean, you almost think it is so dominant now that you, you'd almost think if, if you were one of the teams mid-table, you know, and you're looking at that game and you're thinking, all right, we've got Burnley next week, so we'll, we'll save our play. You know, do something random. Just just put a random formation. You get, just to sort of, you might as well try some, anything because what, what they're trying now isn't working. But, you know, there's a, remember that um, PlayStation, not PlayStation game, the Virtua Fighter thing? Have, no. There was a Japanese Tell was a video game. Tell us about it. There was an arcade <laughs> game and he would fight. He, he, the, the champion had exhibition matches against 25 players and he'd play them all in the Trocadero and beaten. And they, asked, they interviewed him and they said, who, would, who gave you the most trouble? Was it this guy or that? And there were various contenders. And he said, no, the guy was the most trouble was a guy who'd never played before because uh, I didn't know what he was going to do. Because yeah. when I know the moves, I can anticipate them. But when I don't see them, when I don't know what he's doing and he's so random... I can't defend against that, you know, so do something silly. And, and what is it that's excited you most this season, Andy? You, you've not been on for a, a few weeks. It's nice to have you back. Uh, uh, what, what, any particular player or any particular aspect of, of the way City are playing? What is it that's really got you out of your seat and got you excited this season? You know, I loved this season the most. That last couple of minutes against United, the, the ball, yeah. the, the, the corner. It's like you know, snooker. It, it was just fantastic. I've never seen, you know, you seen, see teams do that and you despair of them, but I thought that was... Balletic. It was. It was genius. What was going on there? It was, I, that was my favourite. And the Mendy running up the touchline with his broken leg. Um, <laughs> just you know, nothing. All the rest has been spoken of. We've done that. Yeah. You know, we know how great the team has been. But I think those little extra moments. For me, one of the highlights was Aguero passing to uh, Jesus in the Liverpool game for the goal. Mm. That was the point where you thought we're going to win this now. We're going to win things because up to that point we were thinking, are they going to work? Is it going to gel? Is he going to get his nose out of joint? But to pass that ball at that point, to leave him with the young was just absolutely that was fabulous. Uh, who stood out for you, Stuart? Who, who were the players particularly this year? I mean, we're kind of looking back a little bit at 2017 and look forward to 2018. Sort of, I mean, it, the, it's a pretty long list, I know. But, well, I but, think um, all of them. Have, I mean, the improvement that some of the players have made. I mean. Last season, at the end of last season, I think around this table we were saying Otamendi must go, but he's one of the best defenders mm. in the Premier League at the moment. Okay, he make he still makes the occasional blunder. I mean, he did on Saturday against Burnley. He went for a ball he didn't get. Um, but I think I think the the way that Pep has improved, Silva, De Bruyne, even De Bruyne. I mean, De Bruyne was a great player. Now he's a world class player under under Guardiola. Uh, I think he's been the best player for me. I, I'm a great fan of Silva, and he can do no wrong in my eyes. But De Bruyne's passing and vision has just been outstanding. Yeah, may not be seen again. Well, oh, whatever. Whatever. <laughs> they said that about Colin Bell, and now you're talking about David no, Silva in the no, same thing. I think they might. They he's a world-class again. operator, he and, he's, and he's brave. I mean, he, he played um, the other night against Watford. He said he was in pain in training, but he wanted to play, and he yes. played. He came on um, on Saturday against Burnley for the last 20 minutes or so. There's no need for that, but, but Guardiola's a tough character. He works the players very hard, and what, they're very fit. What's the big difference for you, Stephen, this, this year? I think it's just how clearly you can see a manager's philosophy on the team. Because we've always had games where we've played well and scored goals and, you know, 6-1 against United and we've scored six against Arsenal and fours and fives quite often. But every game at the moment, you can just see that the players are so confident, they're so 
drilled. And normally when you say teams are drilled and organised, it's kind of back four, back fives and moving across and defending. But with Guardiola's team, it's they're so drilled going forward and in possession that, you know, if one centre-back's got the ball, you'll see the full-back coming in and the mm. other centre-back going out left and the right winger dropping deep and Walker bomb it. And they just know where to be. Mm. And yet, at the same time, they have that sense of freedom. And it's just how easy we make the game look at times. And Guardiola, is he going to sign a new contract? And you're close to things that the Etihad. I know you've got sort of a direct line there, Stephen. You're well, always first it's funny, information. I, I spoke to Pep before coming on the show tonight. <laughs> That's what you're going to do. Sorry we were waiting for you. Um, you you'd hope so, um, because you almost get the sense it's unfinished business at City, because we're not yet as big a club as Bayern and Barca were. Mm. Um, we're not going to win... Yeah, we'll, we'll win the league this season and you'd hope we're going to go on and be the best team domestically. We're not the best team in Europe at the minute and you feel that whilst Pep has the support of the, the owner and, and chairman, director of football here and, and the fans are so 100% behind him mm. and the players are still young, you look at the likes of, of Sterling and Sané and Jesus and you know, who's, he will be so excited to work with that you want to, you know, he's got, he's almost under no pressure at City. You know, he's, he's manager as long as he wants to be manager. Um, so you'd like to think that he's going to extend by another couple of years at least. And, and what about the January transfer window then? If it's not names, what about positions? Where, where do you think, Andy, we, we need to strengthen? Who do you reckon they're having those sort of well, you conversations? Well, central defence, obviously. Um, you know, because as much as we're saying everyone's improved, I think he has improved Mangala from being dreadful to being kind of awful. <laughs> so, you know, we still we still need to look at that. I think. No, you, you you see what the damage one injury does. You know, when Stones was out, or when Jesus is out now, all of a sudden you look at Aguero and you want him off the pitch as quick as you can because you know we're back to what we used to be. Where if he gets crocked, what what do we do? So I think Sanchez is. Pretty much a no-brainer, really. But January windows, I don't think he's. I don't think Pep's going to really bother with that, because because the plan is is so well formulated. I don't think you look at January windows unless it's desperate. Which, but isn't a striker desperate? The very well because of the injury, got, yeah, yeah. So maybe that will happen. Yeah. So, we had we had four strikers when we won the league. Yeah, yeah. we did. Um, there is there is uh, stuff in the media today about Sanchez saying that we're talking to Arsenal. I think. I'm not a great believer that Sanchez will make a huge difference, but without we need him as a, another striker. He might. Will he do a Rodney Marsh? Will he mm. break the whole setup? You know, that's what people are talking yeah. about, aren't they? I mean, he's certainly a proven striker. He knows where the back yeah. of the net is. But yeah. is he going to break that amazing? What Stephen was talking about the trust they have in each other. Clearly, yeah. one or two have gone, haven't they? You know, the, we talk about Joe Hart, or we did talk about Joe Hart. That was all about the dressing room, wasn't it? And that was all about Pep wanting the right players and the, and the right attitude. But then you think Pep's worked with Sanchez before. Yeah, yeah. Barca and they clearly get on and, and Pep admires him as a mm. player yeah. Pep's not going to bring in someone who's going to unsettle the rest of the dressing room yeah. Yeah, and true. I think we all agree brilliant player will add a lot to the squad I, I would have thought in the summer I don't think we'll do anything in January in the summer and that holding midfielder is the one position we don't have any cover you can see he plays Fernandinho every game mm. and you're looking at the Burnley lineup and thinking just give him a rest and I'm sure he'll rest in midweek against Bristol City, but but who comes he, in? Yaya and Yaya's just gone. Yeah, yeah right. he's got no legs. It's, it's, he it? can't move. No. And Gundogan maybe could do a deeper do a job, role, or yeah. Delph if you had another left back could move in. But 
I think that's, you know, Fernandinho's 32 now, maybe 33. Yeah, How many years has he got with the mobility that he's got now? Just picking up what you said about uh, Sanchez, are you therefore saying that you don't think Pep will do any business? You'll just wait and no, get a three I, in the summer? Or do you no, think, I think he'll come in. Point I think Sanchez will come in. Okay. And then what about central defender, picking up what Andy said? They talk about Johnny Evans as well in the Let's press not as talk well. About Johnny well, Evans. Oh, well no, we, I'm, I'm going to talk about anything I want to talk about. You, you don't have to join in if you don't want to, but it's in the press. I know. Yeah. So, you, is it because he's a red, or is he just he's, he's West Brom's captain, Andy? Come on, he's he's a decent player. I'd much prefer international girlfriend because United are interested apparently now, and I'd love to, them to do a Pogba and have to pay over the odds for a player they let go already once. Yeah, so yeah, there is yeah. that. But, but um, we need a central. You know, you've already said. You know, I love your quote, Mangala from Dre- I've written it down from dreadful to harsh. awful. I, I feel bad now. No, 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 I think it's good. <laughs> Accurate. It's, it's, it's spot on. Uh, There's no question we need one. We have we needed do. one for but a But not while. Johnny Evans. You're saying you don't, you don't want Evans. It's a personal thing with me. I just... Yeah. Not Johnny. Not Johnny. I don't know. <laughs> He's talking Boy. about the other Irish, the, the Leicester lad, isn't he? Maguire. Yeah. Only or, 50 or million. A, a bargain. A snip at 50 million. No. No That's way. It. I don't like him particularly, but um, Evans you met, is supposed to be going somewhere else. You met him? No. Um, <laughs> I don't want to meet him. So... <laughs> Evans was, is, I think, is it Arsenal are interested in? It's, I've heard that. Yeah, yeah but so let him go there. And, who, and we're going to be left with Mangala Inigo and... Inigo Martinez. It's a much oh. better name. Yeah, it's a much better name than Johnny Evans. Or <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on. <laughs> I'm Inigo Martinez. Ethos, you killed it? my father. It's, like, it's, like, <laughs> it's just got the... He sounds like a scoundrel, doesn't he? He does, you yeah. He'll fit in with our squad. That's what we need. What language does he speak? What's his first language? God knows. Martinez, yeah, Spanish. Spanish, he is Spanish. Welsh. Yeah. He'll get his fit in all right, then, wouldn't he? He'll, he'll, he'll understand everything yeah. that's going on then. So, central defender, is it necessary? Is it? it depends again how you look at it. Stones and Otamendi, you'd, you'd arguably say are our first choice pairing. If companies fit and you could rely on him, with Mangala as your fourth, or possibly Walker or Danilo could play in there, you'd say we're fine to get through to the end of the season. But you can't rely on company these days. Champions League. You know, that's the one for me because yeah. you're going to. There's a lot of people. Do we not need a left back? Are you asking me that question? Yes. I, I, yeah, mm. I do. I do think we need a left back. Yeah. Would you, would you well, sign one in the summer? Well, would you sign one, Nigel, in the summer? Or now? Men, men, you... <laughs> now, now or the summer? Um, I think we need one now. Yeah. Because I think it frees up Delph as well, doesn't it, then, in terms of that holding midfield? It, it, it does two jobs, really. So it, it the, gives weird us... thing, the weird thing with that, though. When Mendy was playing, which was, you know, what was it, three games, four games? Three and a half games, right. I think it was. When he was playing, uh, Sané wasn't getting a look in. He was coming on as sub with 20 minutes to go. Yeah. Now, something has improved. Now, maybe, well, we don't know how it would have gone otherwise, but putting Delft there so that Sané plays on a regular basis has made the shape of that. Let somehow. me ask you the question. So Mendy becomes fit. What do you do? Do you play him or do you keep Delph there and have Mendy as, the, as your reserve you left back? You've got, to, you've got to play him, surely. Yeah, I wasn't expecting... I was going to continue with my analysis and okay. you now you've thrown me off now. I just have no idea what I... Okay, fine. But then when, when you had Mendy at the start of the season, it was three centre-backs because he had company stones at a, and yeah. Otamendi and he had the two full-backs bombing on yeah. and the two strikers. So it was on Mendy, really, to yeah. give you the width. And it, and it might have been, if that had carried on, it might have been equally, if not more successful. I'm just yeah. saying it was, it's was. it been the making of Sane. Not, the absence of Completely. Mendy has made Sane have the season he's having. And, and it, it almost suits everyone because Delph isn't as good going forward from left back, but he's very happy cutting into that yeah. central midfield. It just, you know, and that's something that people don't really talk about, how Pep's had to adapt to that. 
he's probably trained or thought all preseason. Mm. Three defenders, two fullbacks bombing on, and he's had to change that within five games True. of the season and starting. It's seamless. You have noticed. But the other thing, I think, the other thing this season that on last season is Fernandinho's playing week in week out in the Fernandinho role instead of being right back or left back or in goal a couple or of times. Centre back. <laughs> you know, but but you know you see the difference in him because we were last season we were questioning him. Oh, he's not had a good game again, and you know he's cemented in that position now. Which, like you say, maybe we do need cover there. I think we do. To answer Stephen's question, who's now clearly chairing this debate, um, it's I, good I, to get you involved, <laughs> Nigel. No, it's good. No, I do have a view. You'd be surprised. No, definitely left back, centre back, and a striker. I think in yeah. January. Yeah. Okay. Because because and you made the point. We've got Champions League. You know, you know, we've got. We'll come on to the, the League Cup in a moment, and we've hopefully got the FA Cup and the Premier the Premier League, and then we. Uh, Nigel, Nigel. Okay, why I'm, I'm knocking things over all day today. I'm getting so excited about this. The uh, <laughs> water's gone now. Well, so what do you do if you get a brilliant left back? Then what do you do with Mendy and him? Are they going to both be happy to sit there and? We can, you know, take turns. Well, he's rotating all over the park, isn't he now? So, and he has to. When, we, when you get to that stage of the season and you're in those four competitions, or hopefully you've won one and you're in three competitions, then... Can yeah, it not we, be Luke Shaw, then? I no. Hope, I hope it's not Luke Shaw. For the same right. reasons, you don't think it should be Johnny Evans. Yes. All right, we've established that then. Yeah. <laughs> For all the reasons. Yeah. And, the, and the name's no good. Luke Shaw. It's a bad name, It's exactly. a bad name. You yeah. can't have Luke Shaw. What's that Spanish bloke called again? Inigo Martinez. Yes. That sounds good, doesn't it? It's Inigo. Has he got a brother? The Martinez brothers at the back. That would be good. Martinez brothers. Yeah. Okay. It's got a ring. Do you know what I think we should do? I think we should take a quick break now. (laughs) And we'll be back straight after this. The Man City Show is backed for the season by Ladbrokes. Welcome back. Let's talk about um, the Carabao Cup. Or the League Cup, as it's better known. Carabao Cup. Is that what it is, is it? Yeah, Carabao. It's got to call English it by its... The English Football League Cup. Got three handles it on it. By its yeah. title sponsorship. Yeah. Naming yeah. rights deal. I bet you can't name them all, though, can you? All the sponsors going back over the years. Milk Cup. Littlewoods Cup. Rumbelows Cup. Rumbelows. Capital yeah. One Cup. Littlewoods Cup. Capital One, nice. yeah. What was the one we won? The League Cup. The League Cup. <laughs> <laughs> In 1970, it was the League Cup and 74. No, what was the one we when we won it recently? Capital, capital One. one. Capital one. Definitely Capital One yep. where we're at. Listen, we play Bristol City. Um, and I think we need to remind ourselves they've knocked out four Premier League sides. No. no. They've locked three plus United. <laughs> Come on. They've knocked out four Premier League sides. So they're no mugs, are they? And they were doing all right in the championship as well. They've, they've, yeah, they've, they've lost, lost off a bit the last couple of weeks. They've gone off a bit. They've drawn one, 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 lost three of the last five. They lost to Wolves in a tight game. They're good. But. They won't be good enough. They'll be up for it, though, won't they, you would have thought? Yeah, of course they will. That will help us, won't it? They're not going to sit back and defend, are they, I don't think, at the Etihad. They'd be a bit silly to do that. Good knowledge on Bristol City, Mr Prodkin. Thank you. And your thoughts on on the lineup, Andy? We've got nine changes coming up. Or is he going to try and put a decent side out, get a a really big lead to take to to Bristol? I I think he's going to field a strong team. I don't, I don't like all this nine changes business. I mean, maybe he's, he'll blood a couple of people like he has been doing, but I think, you know, there's that sense of if you're winning, keep winning. You know, don't don't uh, lose the momentum. You're putting me off with that water bottle, Nigel. Am I? Yeah. I need to hydrate. It's, it's, you know, it's the, it's the throw. You know about these things. He, he won't, he will field a strong team. Yeah, I think now he's that close to the final. Yeah, I one game wrong. Two, two games wrong. I think there is okay. no way he's going to field a strong side. He's got to well, go to Liverpool. When I say strong, I'm saying five changes, not nine. He made nine at Leicester, did he not? 
I've no idea. I think See, I'm the anti-Stuart. I have no encyclopedic knowledge about the various no, no, games. But you're here just, just because you have, a, you have a view. Why and, is he here? I'm the Leroy Sane. <laughs> the, I mean, why is he here? I'll have one brilliant moment in the podcast. You have, yes. And that, no, I will have. <laughs> so, <laughs> I have not, not yet, but he, he, it will. You just watch this space. Can't wait that. Uh, I, be- I think, I think uh, a view from a blue... Stephen Allwise will have a slightly different view on this one in terms of uh, you think he's going to have a, how many changes then, Stephen? I think there'll be a, a lot of changes. I yes. think it'll be the reserve team with almost because of injuries. There might be a couple more first teamers than we'd have thought. But Bravo will play. Danilo, Tosin, Mangala, Yaya will play. It's weird, isn't it, that we're so diametrically uh, different in our. It, there's no middle ground on this one, is it? It's like you've no. put a quite stronger team. You know, Stuart and I are both convinced. I think well, we don't know, course, I just don't think know. he's played a, a reserve team throughout the competition. He's got Liverpool, huge game at the weekend. I think he'll play no, another I, I reserve point, team. But yeah, but he, he said he has to win trophies. He's one game, two games away mm. from Wembley. One tie. One yeah. tie away from Wembley. He will yeah. play a strongish team. And you win a trophy early in the season. There's no How many changes are you going for? for that? Well, we made we made a few changes so against um, Burnley. So, to, if we're thinking from our strongest team, yeah, yeah from our strongest, I think team. there'll be eight or nine. Mm, I reckon four or five. Okay. Well, we, we, listen, we will see. Yeah. Tell us what you think. Uh, we're on Twitter at City Podcast. We're interested in your view. Uh, I'm with Stephen. I'm going eight or nine. I think I just, for for the reasons you've given. I think you know he's played that in this competition. Um, he you probably feel that we'll be strong enough even with that sort of lineup. Um, there's still some decent talent within those eight yeah. eight or nine changes, and uh, we will see. Let, let's look forward then to Liverpool because that becomes a. Uh, and we touched on it earlier on, didn't we? They're they're going to be up for this, I think, aren't they? In terms of uh, you've mentioned before, Stephen, they're at home. Um, they've just got a new centre back. Yep. Free scoring, one of the top scorers this year. True. A bargain, a snip. A snip at seventy-five million no pounds. Coutinho. No, we'll forget, come on forget to that, the price on Van Dijk because you know I mean, it's overpriced. But they were prepared to pay it. They needed a defender, mm. and someone else would have bought him if Liverpool didn't. I don't rate him at all as a defender. I think defensively he's really poor. For me, he's a bit like Lukaku, and I would have. I said this before he signed. Same price we, as Lukaku, so. Yeah, when we were linked with him, I was thinking, don't want him at all. You know, good for. Middle of the table, pushing for Europa League team. I don't think he's anywhere near good enough defensively to step up. He's got a concentration problem, I think. Yeah. Well, but we were on. To be fair, just just to challenge that for a second, Stephen, we were strongly linked with him. Yeah. I said the same when we were pushing his price up. But Pep said he was no, no, no. When he was asked, "Did you want him? Were you after him?" He said, "No, no, no." Yeah, but he would say that if if, exactly necessarily. Well, then he would say that if the if the deal broke down and he wanted to go somewhere else and he always had his eye on Liverpool or whatever, he's not going to say, "Well, actually, we really wanted him, but he's gone to Liverpool." He's not going to say that, is he? I wouldn't have thought. Maybe not. But But I I think the reason they paid so much was because they knew the Coutinho money was coming in. There was obviously an agreement in principle between them and Barcelona, subject to a medical. They knew he was fit. Half the money. 125 million was he, Coutinho? 140 million. And 11 million was his own money. They were only prepared to pay 131. So he put in 11.5 million himself. Who got a new car for that, couldn't he? Yeah. Maybe a couple of cars. Maybe. <laughs> Depends what he goes for. What's, so, what's a new escort nowadays? What, what's new, it's about new, 7 million, isn't it? So, yeah. yeah. So, no, it so, so, it wouldn't get two, would Are we know? worried about Liverpool? 
I've got a very poor record though. But I think Stephen made the point they are going to come at us, aren't they? I'm, I'm, I, to be honest, I always go into games worried. I, 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 know, I, think, I think it's the typical city bitterness. That's me, true, but that I think always... Liverpool games, it, it, certainly in recent times, we have always struggled at we Anfield. Have. And honestly, this season, we can struggle there. It doesn't matter. <laughs> as far as I'm concerned, well, it matter, we can go but... and be entertaining and, you know, we get a result we don't. Well, that's one that at the start of the season, if I'm looking at the fixtures, I'm thinking, mm, we won't get anything there. But hasn't that changed this season? Are you not yeah. thinking, say, actually, I know we're not going to go the whole season unbeaten, but actually it would be great if we did. Did you not want to go and... and, and no, I, again, I, I'm, I'm being uh, less less than analytical probably, but I, I'd like us to go and play well and it for, to be a great game. And honestly, I'd love to win. If we lose, I'm not that concerned because 15 points. Because they have been very disappointing at the back, haven't they? It's changed slightly, I guess, with the, the 75 million Van Dyke. But that has been their weakness. They've been great going forward. But Liverpool have been very, very poor at the back and they've been leaking goals. And you think, well, here's our chance to really, you know, <laughs> it could go either way, clearly. But but actually, defensively, Stuart, they've had a bad season, haven't they? Yeah, they're poor at the back. They're a bit like we were thought exactly. to be. Exactly, yeah. Um, great, in, great going forward, not so clever at the back. And it could be a very entertaining game. And it might not be, but it could yeah. be a 2 all. It could be 7-6. Yeah, <laughs> You talk about Liverpool away being a game you say before the season that we won't get anything. I would have said the same about Chelsea. Absolutely. Away. Yeah. Uh, and the one we did there, we control yeah. that game from start that to finish. That was the most dominant 1 0 yeah. I've ever seen. If we keep the ball at Liverpool, how are they going to yeah. score? How are they gonna, if they get the ball, what are they going to do? You know, they're going to have to score from only 30% of the ball. How are they going to score is that sort of defensively, we've got you know, yes. our, our first choice back four. We're going to have, what, one of them playing from our original first choice? Who's going to play? Mendy? He's not playing. No. Stones? Well, yeah, probably he's Stones back. Yeah, sorry, he's back. Walker Stones yeah, right, Mendy. Okay. If, if you're Stones Liverpool, back, if you're you're Liverpool right. as good as Delph has been, you're looking two, at Salah versus Delph. Yeah, exactly. exactly. As your, yeah. Correct. And, and, that's, and Delph will need to get more support from Sané, tracking back than he at times does mm. get. He'll have to get support probably from Otamendi covering him but that's when Otamendi looks bad I think when he takes it upon himself to go and cover that Somewhere when he slides yeah, when off he, the yeah. pitch when he moves away from exactly. his central-ish yeah. position yeah uh, the uh, other thing I just want to sort of I'm not going to ask you predictions because I know you don't like that or Stephen Stephen won't play that game he doesn't like that um, so we won't bother I might ask you you, you want a prediction for... what Liverpool yeah I'm not going to ask Stephen 3-1 3-1 to us 3-1 to us yeah Stuart 2-2 2-2 Oh, blimey. Okay, all right. Uh, Bishop Desmond's there. I, do, I want to talk about something that's going to be introduced in English football for the first time, and that's the video assisted referee, VAR. Good name. <laughs> yeah. yeah? VAR. Will it eventually lead to no referees being on the field? Well, let's hope so. Yes. Not. What a nonsense <laughs> that is. This, this is like Uber drivers talking about driverless cars, isn't it, really? Yeah. Like yeah. You see the day coming when you'll be just you know, sitting in the pub thinking, oh, I used to do that. Exactly. Because you're, you're an official, aren't you? Now? For am. those who don't know. For those who don't know, I am, <laughs> indeed. So, so in all seriousness, let's have a, let's have a very brief, because we've, we've talked about this before, and, uh, but it's, it's, quite, it's quite a big deal, I think, isn't it? We've got it in cricket, we've got it in yeah. two codes of rugby. Uh, we've yep. kind of got this goal line technology, which seems to work quite well. It's instant. It it's goes quick, on the referees. Yeah. It's, it's cricket. really quick. Cricket. Cricket. Yeah. But so, there's a big difference, I think, between goal line technology and VAR. And I confess I've not read up too much about VAR, but I think... And we'll have to see how it's applied to, to sure. get a feel. But I just think for for binary decisions, has the ball crossed the line or not? You know, in tennis, Hawkeye's used brilliantly. It's, a ball's either in or out. Mm. Um, 
so I'd, I'd use VAR for offsides because someone is either offside or they're not. You know, it's there's no opinion, no subjectivity. Yeah. For any tackle, I think we're just going to go from debating the ref's decision to debating the assistant in the crowd's decision mm. or watching on a screen. Because we all watch games and think, one of us will go, oh, that's, that's a penalty. And the next replay you'll think, oh, I'm not sure. Yeah. And I just think for any subjective decision... I'm not sure it's but going it, to help that But it much. is going to be useful. It is going to be but for penalties. You know, I'm as I, as I understand to see it. how it will you know, be it's applied. It's going to be useful penalties, for but example. But won't it be like in cricket where the, refer- the on-field decision will remain if there's a doubt? Is that what it's but, uh, meant to do? I, I don't I, know. Again, I, I'm not an expert. I have to no. say, I haven't said we all need to sort of see it in action. And I might be proven wrong, but I agree 100% with Stephen. I think it's the first time in all the years I've known him I actually agree with him on something. What about the number of changes we're going to make? <laughs> <laughs> That's twice then, in one show. Twice in a show. <laughs> so, you know, I think I think Stephen's absolutely right. And there was a situation only this weekend. Was it the uh, the Forest-Arsenal game? Where there was this two kicks yeah. penalty and yeah. also the trip. And, and I, I watched it on, I think, the BBC and BT Sport or Sky Sport, whichever one was showing it. And on both of them, there was a difference of opinion. And we're going to get to this situation, and this is where I have the problem, where it's an opinion, you're going to have a situation where, where Pundit A disagrees with Pundit B, uh, and then they start arguing what the VAR said. So I, th- I think it, it, is, it becomes subjective. And in the law, and I've said this many times on this show, the law states, if in the opinion of the referee. And that's still what the law says. It's just going to change from the opinion to the VAR person. Yeah. Now, we don't know enough about it, I guess, and we need to see I it certainly working, don't. But I, uh, I'm concerned. I am concerned. I mean, I, th- I thought the double-kick penalty thing, I thought that was fairly unanimous that, he, that it was that. Well, I, I didn't hear anyone it. saying afterwards no? that they didn't think he'd done that. Uh, well, to, just to come back to you on that, I think the commentator said in real time, it's almost impossible for the referee to see that and then give it as a double kick. Isn't that the perfect opportunity for the system? VAR. Yeah, isn't that why we need VAR on certain things? So you would have it for that then, would you? Oh, it doesn't happen very often, but yes. Because well, that's, that's not... Uh, I agree. That's you not know, subjective, is it? That's exactly. Well, it is because... I've not seen it, but if that was a clear two-touch... But it wasn't what, clear. That's what happens point. next time if it's not as clear? Exactly. You leave it with the on-field decision. This I, I just think it's going to get quite murky. But it hasn't worked well in other European countries, I have to say, even though I, I would I'm not like surprised. to be a fan of it. I'm not because surprised. I, I don't think referees are poor. I think they need help. The game is so quick. Players cheat. They fall over. They, they're histrionic. They, if you look at it, every single decision... Um, mm. For a throw-in, is contested. Of course, by both. But sides. what we don't want, Stuart, we don't want the game to be to become three hours long. You know, we don't want to have a situation where everything goes to a VAR. We, yeah, the, we no, I don't think, I don't think cricket, they're You that. will know. You're you're a journalist. You've written about. You've written books about cricket. You know, Stuart, that every single delivery play stops. The bowler mm. goes back to his mark. The batsman takes his guard again. It's a very different game to mm. football. Yeah, but rugby has it. That that's stop. also a don't you think it if, does if, stop there. It's a little bit more stop stop. It is I much agree. more stop stop. Well, let's see how it works. Would it not be a benefit just f- for the simple purpose of taking the the whole demonization of the official out of the equation? Yes. So it's not yes. It's not one man who's making. You know, it's a faceless entity that's made the decision. But there's three, but again, there's three referees out there. Remember, and there's a fourth one on the line, and it's very rarely one. They're now talking to each other. They, you know, they they, Could they take have, out really? half an hour. It's progress. Well, exactly. <laughs> Listen, uh, what I want from you before we go, so our time is almost up. It's been uh, time flies when you're having such amazing fun uh, with three amazing guests this week. Um, what I want from you actually before we go is your city wish for 2018. We're here in early January, um, thinking about the year ahead. 
Stuart Brocklin, your, your t- let's finish on your city wish for 2018. Okay, we've, to remain unbeaten this season, we've got three difficult away games. Arsenal, Spurs and next Sunday. Liverpool. I, my wish is to stay unbeaten in those three games and I think we'll remain unbeaten in all the others. Thank you. So you want an unbeaten season, is what you're saying? You'd like yeah, an unbeaten we'll, season? If we have an unbeaten season, we're going to win the league. Yeah. And we will probably win the League Cup and we might win the FA Cup and we could win the Champions League. We're favourites for every single competition we're in. Which is the nonsense. It's just it's unbelievable. Not nonsense. No, it's I mean, nonsense I, think, I mean, in a wonderful way. We can't way. do it, but I'm saying we sure. are actually favourites for all four. My wish. Andy Connell, your 2018 oh, wish. Well, I'm sorry to throw this on you. It like was going to be. I, I'd like us to uh, to not score a goal in another game. <gasps> I know. Because not, so just to be clear, I had a bet at the start of the season. I had 10 quid on us scoring in every game. Ah, right. And I don't want it to be. I don't want to miss it by one. <laughs> so I want us to go goalless for another game. Oh, okay. I understand. Very good. It was 330 quid that was going to be. Was it 33 to one. Did we score against Palace? No. Exactly, that's what so I'm saying. Wants, I don't want to lose game. by that uh, one. Not he, he wants to be another Sorry. game. <laughs> Try and keep up. Sorry to all the, <laughs> the listeners that got that back. five minutes ago. <laughs> yeah. So, Steve, now you've woken up, um, you're finally finished finish with your 2018 wish. So, it, it's wider than City-related, but mm. on fans, it'd be nice if TV uh, took fans into account and didn't arrange television fixtures at ridiculous hours of the day and make fans trek 300 miles across country at 9pm. To watch a game with no way of travelling back. Never going to happen. No. Yeah. Don't be ridiculous. <laughs> I was talking about sensible suggestions. TV. Suggestion, what a ridiculous. You. So there we are. We finish on the okay, Mangala to lift the Premier League. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Much better. Thank you. Bring some sensible comments to the show. It's been an absolute joy and a pleasure to have my three guests to Andy Connell, to Stuart Brocklin, Brodkin, whatever his name is, and to, <laughs> Steve, <laughs> and to Stephen Allwise. This is Nigel Rothband saying thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you all very soon. This is a Playback Media production. To listen to all our football podcasts, visit playbackmedia.co.uk. If you're a large organisation involved in managing, purchasing or making decisions on software licences, you need Livingston. Livingston provides the technology and a large team of experts to help you understand what software is installed on your network, who is using it and whether you purchase the right number of software licences to legally use it. This information can help you make smart business decisions when it comes to renegotiating software licensing agreements with large software publishers like Microsoft, Oracle, IBM and others and when budgeting for software spend. To reduce the cost and risk of managing your software licenses, speak to Livingston today about our managed services. Over 50 multinationals across the world trust Livingston to manage their software licenses. Visit livingston-tech.com for more information. What's your thoughts on Fulham? Chances are you don't think about them too much, but nice away day by the river, used to have a Michael Jackson statue, and once did quite well under Roy Hodgson. But that's probably about it, because chances are you're not a Fulham fan. However, if you do know someone that supports Fulham, maybe a mate or a colleague at work, please tell them about the Fulhamish podcast that I host every week looking at each Fulham game as it comes and goes, with a nice bit of quirkiness and humour along the way too. You can find Fulhamish at fulhamish.co.uk and we're also available on all podcast platforms including iTunes, Acast and playbackmedia.co.uk. That's Fulhamish, your weekly independent Fulham FC podcast. Sports Social Podcast Network.